Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gate of Heaven video diary where we are now in the midst of the Mazandaran upheaval and Mullah Hussein and Qudus and about 200 companions are taking shelter in this, this fort that they have constructed around the old shrine of Sheikh Tabarsi in the countryside of Mazandaran. But before we continue, I, I just want to mention a kind of peculiar remark that Mullah Hussein makes after he has travelled across Khorasan, flying the black flag, and he's about to enter Mazandaran, and he stops on the road and he says to his companions, This is the way that leads to our Karbala. Whoever is unprepared for the great trials that lie before us, let him now repair to his home and give up the journey. So this is actually a, a very highly charged statement that, that Mullah Hussein is making because he's, he's not actually referring to the city of Karbala, which is that city in Iraq where he had studied at the school of Sayyid Qasim. He's actually referring to the historical event that is associated with Karbala, and that is perhaps the most tragic event in the history of Islam, the, the execution of the Prophet Muhammad's grandson whose name was also Hussein. And that had happened at a time when the leadership of the Muslim community had been usurped by the very clan that had been Muhammad's most inveterate enemies during his life. And in order to secure their political control over the Muslim world, they had determined to kill the descendants of Muhammad. And on the plains of Karbala, they beheaded his grandson Hussein. And ever since, Karbala has forever been associated with the martyrdom of the Imam Hussein. Now, back in Mazandaran, the king's army, under the command of General Abdullah Khan, has descended from Tehran and is, has surrounded the fort. And the first thing Abdullah Khan does is he, he, he lays siege to the fort. He prevents any food or water getting in and he opens fire on anybody who comes out. And uh, of course, this puts a huge strain on the companions inside. And one night, Qudus remarks to Mullah Hussein, the scarcity of water has distressed our companions. God willing, this very night, a downpour of rain will overtake our opponents, followed by a heavy snowfall, which will assist us to repulse their contemplated assault. Well, lo and behold, that very night, the heavens open up and a downpour of torrential rain, followed by a snowfall, floods the plains around the fort it, and it irretrievably destroys much of the army's ammunition. But inside the fort, Caduce has prepared these, these large open-top containers, open to the sky, which then fill up with supplies of fresh water for the companions. So with the frustration of the army, reinforcements are sent from Tehran. A second bastion arrives, led by one of the princes of Iran, Prince Mihdi Kuli Mirza, and the army, now doubled in size and with its ammunition replenished, launches an attack. And far from cowering, the Babis 
immediately charge out of the fort to repulse this attack. Mullah Hussein and Qadus in the front on horseback, galloping directly into the oncoming army. The army discharges their bullets. Boom! One of the bullets strikes Qadus right in the mouth. He's flung from his horse. And Mullah Hussein sees this, jumps from his own horse and runs over to Qadus in dismay, where he sees Qadus on the ground with blood pouring from his mouth but he's pointing Mullah Hussein to the soldiers coming behind him and Mullah Hussein picks up Kadusa's sword and with two swords he charges on foot directly into the oncoming army crying out invoking the, the name of his imprisoned master the Bab screaming at the top of his lungs Ya Saheb Uzaman O Lord of the Age and in the, the space of half an hour Mullah Hussein possessed by some unstoppable force, puts the prince's army to flight. The soldiers, terrified by this, this raging bull hurtling towards them, scatter and flee back to the prince's camp. And Mullah Hussein races back to Qadus, picks him up and carries him back to the safety of the fort. And of course, this is a humiliating defeat for the prince and on hearing this on hearing that his army has been put to flight by this handful of students the new prime minister Mirza Taki Khan writes a very stern letter to the prince he says I have charged you with the mission of subduing a handful of young and contemptible students I have placed at your disposal the army of the Shah, and yet you have allowed it to suffer such a disgraceful defeat. What would have befallen you, I wonder, had I entrusted you with the mission of defeating the combined forces of the Russian and Ottoman governments? So more reinforcements are sent from Tehran. A third bastion arrives under the command of, a, of, of officer Abbas Kuli Khan. And with the army now tripled in size, they launch a fresh attack. And once again, Mullah Hussein is the first to, to gallop out of the fort, charging into the army. The bullets are engulfing him like horizontal rain, but he gallops forward unscathed until one soldier hiding in a treetop picks him out and lands a bullet right in his chest. It throws Mullah Hussein from his horse. He staggers a few steps and then collapses unconscious on the ground. And some of the companions run over to him and uh, with the bullets flying past them they manage to carry Mullah Hussein back to the fort and, and deliver his unconscious body into the hands of Qadus who himself is recovering from his own bullet wounds and Qadus says to them leave me alone with him there are certain confidential matters which I desire him alone to know and some of the Bobbies have left an account of what transpired in the hours after they delivered Mullah Hussein's unconscious body into the room with Qadus. Mirza Muhammad Bakir says, I was watching Qadus through a fissure in the door. As soon as he called his name, I saw Mullah Hussein arise and seat himself in his customary manner on bended knees beside him. With bowed head and downcast eyes, he listened to every word that fell from the lips of Qadus and answered his questions. 
and this goes on for two hours, the Babis listen through the walls to the muffled voices of Qudus and Mullah Hussein, and gradually Mullah Hussein's voice fades into silence, and Qudus calls them into the room. And Muhammad Farugi has described this moment when they stepped into the room to see Mullah Hussein lying on the floor. A faint smile lingered upon his face. Such was the peacefulness of his countenance that he seemed to have fallen asleep. Qudus attended to his burial, clothed him in his own shirt, and gave instructions to lay him to rest to the south of and adjoining the shrine of Sheikh Tabarsi. And so that was how Mullah Hussein, the first disciple of the Bab, the first letter of the living, laid down his life, protecting his friends at the fort of Sheikh Tabarsi. And I think that Mullah Hussein was someone who perhaps underwent one of the most dramatic examples of transformation through his encounter with the Bab. This, this timid, self-effacing student of Sayyid Qasim, the bookworm with the trembling hands, who, who more than any of his classmates had demonstrated his wholehearted determination to find the promised one had found him that night in 1844 when he stood at the gate of Shiraz, that night when the Bab had declared to him, I am the gate of God, and had, and had bestowed on Mullah Hussein the very special title of the Babul Bab, the gate of the gate. And from that moment on, Mullah Hussein exhibited a series of, of, of acts of, of unbelievable courage and heroism which finally culminated in him sacrificing his life out of his love for the Bab. And so I'd like to actually share with you a few tributes to Mullah Hussein that are recorded in the Dawnbreakers. Nabil writes of him, in each encounter he distinguished himself by such acts of valour, of chivalry, of skill and of strength, that each one would alone suffice to establish for all time the transcendent character of a faith for the protection of which he had so valiantly fought and in the path of which he had so nobly died. The traits of mind and of character which from his very youth he displayed, the profundity of his learning, the tenacity of his faith, his intrepid courage, his singleness of purpose, his high sense of justice and unswerving devotion marked him as an outstanding figure among those who by their lives have borne witness to the glory and power of the new revelation. At the age of 18, he made the acquaintance in Karbala of Sayyid Qasim. For nine years he sat at his feet and imbibed the lesson which was destined to prepare him for the acceptance of the message of the Bab. The nine remaining years of his life were spent in the midst of a restless, a feverish activity which carried him eventually to the field of martyrdom, in circumstances that have shed imperishable luster 
upon his country's history. He was six and thirty years old. One of Mullah Hussein's classmates, Muhammad Farugi, who was with him at the fort of Sheikh Tabarsi, uh, has, has left an account about the changes that he witnessed in his friend during those years. His name alone was sufficient to strike terror into the hearts of his adversaries. They fled at mention of him. They trembled at his approach. Even those who were his constant companions were mute with wonder before him. We were stunned by the display of his stupendous force, his indomitable will and complete intrepidity. We were all convinced that he had ceased to be the Mullah Hussein whom we had known and that in him resided a spirit which God alone could bestow. So, as I've been working my way through the Dawnbreakers, I, I've, I've felt really inspired musically, and I, I've written a song from Mullah Hussein, which I would love to share with you as a kind of a personal tribute. It's, it's, it's not recorded, it's, it's uh, it's brand new, but I thought I would just play you a live version of this song as part of this episode of the Video Diary. So this song is written in, in the voice of Mullah Hussein as a kind of a, a love poem to the Bab, and it's called Gate of My Heart. So it's coming up at the end of this video, and I hope you enjoy it. Cross the pain, the heads that roll. 
like waves to the shore. So if I should walk with this flag of fly to Mazenderan, where the kings go to die, I will not ask neither how nor why, but there's a star in the sky for every tear I cry for you. This is my car, Bill. 